Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Welcome to the mid-season special. I know it's sad we're officially halfway through the NFL season. Not not a fan. Still got a lot of football left, though. Uh, joining me for this episode, none other than Spills. Spills, how are we doing? Good. Um, fresh off of primetime W. Uh, it looks like things have kind of whipped back into shape a little bit. However, I'm not sure. really going to consider the Jets an above 500 team that we should be uh, ecstatic about winning against. Uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL, for sure, but uh, yep. they yep. cannot block anyone. I don't know if any quarterback would have any success in that offense. Their uh, throw line is a total disaster, but feeling good. Feeling better than I did after that Chiefs loss two weeks ago. That was uh, really bad. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you, these are teams you got to beat, and you got to just take what the schedule gives you and go from there. There we go. Uh, for this episode, what we will be doing, again, we're not going to be recapping uh, the Week 9 games. We're just going to be going in from the worst team in the league all the way up to the best team in the league, and we're going to talk about them what our expectations were before the seasons, have they changed, their overall outlook going into the future, whatever else we can really talk about. Uh, I'm also going to try to give like a factor fiction type question about every team to start off. Uh, and let's start off with right now, my worst team in the league, the New York Giants. Uh, they flat out stink. Factor fiction, Daniel Jones has played his last game as a Giant. Um, I need to see the contract breakdown. I don't think they they just extended him. How are they going to get out of his contract? He just got a four year extension. It was essentially a two year deal, so they got an out after next season. But you're telling me if they have like a top, if they have a top two pick, they're picking Caleb Williams or Drake May. You can't you can't just let it ride with Daniel Jones for another year. Like fuck that. If they have an out after next year, then, I mean, do they cut him or do they just keep him on the roster? You keep him on the roster. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like you can't okay, cut so him because I don't know what the – Yeah, has he played his last game? That's kind of hard to say. I'm going to say no, he hasn't played his last game just in case he's on the roster. Just to answer the question. Yeah. Has he played his last meaningful snap as a New York Giants franchise quarterback? Yes. I I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, so Daniel Jones is out. We have the Sopranos character Tommy DeVito in at quarterback right now. I'm still shocked they haven't signed anyone yet. To they're working out Jacob Eason. That's not a that's not a guy. There's much I, better backups out I there know. right now. Come on, we'll get to one of them later. I'm sure when you go down your power rankings. But yeah, fuck. He was, he um, was there for the taking, and he was um, he was. I just don't understand. But, like, uh, it's too bad. I know Daniel Jones hasn't looked good this year. He did look very good, in my opinion, last year, and he just has nothing to work with this year. So, like, what did you really want him to do? The O no, line has been horrible. I don't yep. think the offensive play calling has been good. No one's been healthy. There's no wide receiver one. 
They haven't used Jalen Hyatt at all. So no. It's yeah, he's made some bad decisions and he's losing games that he shouldn't be, and he probably should be playing better. But I can't you can't just pin the Giants lack of success on Daniel Jones. I I think that's completely valid. Now, do I like Daniel Jones as a quarterback going forward? No. But it's not all of his fault. I mean, going into this season, the big new weapon he had was Darren Waller. Darren Waller at this point in his career is very talented when he still gets on the field. But the problem is, is he's just never on the field. And like you said, Jalen Hyatt's not used. They have like five receivers on their depth chart that are all like 5'10 or shorter. Nothing to work with it. And the offensive line just got killed from the very beginning. I think they've had like... I feel like every guy on that offensive line has been hurt at some point, plus backups. They're on third string guys now. It was never the Giants' year from the beginning, really. Yeah, and uh, so I want to just be accountable for my outrageous take on the the season or the week, the preview podcast. But yeah, so the Giants are a Super Bowl sleeper. That's unfortunate. <laughs> can't uh, can't bit. win them all, but uh, I didn't anticipate such a regression, especially on the offensive line. I feel like we see a clip every week of Brian Dable losing all of his hair that he doesn't have at uh, <laughs> screaming at Evan Neal. Yeah. So yeah, it just it's been a disaster on offense, and I think the defense has the ability to play hard and play well. It's just hard when either it's going to be the same with the Jets. I don't know if the Jets can keep it together mentally and try and wait until Rodgers is back, but. Uh, like when you're having similar games where the defense is just playing lights out, how do you how do you stay engaged for so long? There's a couple of teams that fall into that bucket, but I think the Giants are one of those teams where their defense is not as bad as it seems. That's the thing. I think from where the defense was at the beginning of the season to where they are now is night and day. Talk about Dexter Lawrence too. Like he's he's just a monster. He's a freak. I think that he's leading interior defensive lineman and pressures again. I think he's also up there with some of those edge guys too. I that think man's he's a force. IDL pressures by over 40 pressures. Something yeah. Like ridiculous. it's, yeah, it's insane. Like that, those like quiet defensive player of the year type things. Obviously he's not going to get it because mm. the giants overall just stink, but I don't know. Do we move on from the giants? Is there anything really left to say about them? Like they're, they're just a bad team right now. And uh, yeah, we'll see what I think happens. It's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, I don't even necessarily know if they're a frisky team, but uh, they're going to be very good to pick against in the survivor pools for a bit. I hope they can steal one more win because then mm-hmm. we continue to picking against them for the for the most part. And uh, they're one of five Caleb Williams approved teams that he uh, would allow himself <laughs> to play for. What an outrageous request! I don't even yes. think he should be the first overall pick. But that's uh, a discussion for a different day. That is, because I'm also, I'm very close to just kind of being done with Caleb Williams, because he's just, Just again, topic topic for another time. We will get to a lot of draft stuff. Uh, Let's move on. 31-ranked team. We have the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is starting this weekend. Does this, with Kyler coming back, does that push them out of Drake May, Caleb Williams territory right now? I think that over the start of the year, like 
the team is playing hard for Gannon. I kind of find it confusing because the guy's a weirdo, but I don't know. <laughs> they're they're playing really hard for him. Their defense is a lot better than I expected. When they've been losing games, it's not because of their defense. They just haven't been able no. to win. And I think Dobbs has, I mean, done what he can to a certain extent. But if they can figure out anything on the offensive side of the ball, this is definitely a team I'm going to look to invest in over the second half of the year. Um, they're just, they're not playing like a team that wants to lose. There's some teams that look demoralized on the field at this point of the season. The Cardinals still look really motivated. So um, I don't think they'll be in your your bottom tier bunch for too much longer here. Um, I mean, we'll see how Kyler looks. I'm not a massive Kyler fan to start with, but he's still an extremely talented quarterback. And I think uh, James Conner is going to get back here soon. They mm-hmm. have good wide receivers. Um, I don't know too much about the O-line this year, how they've held up, but... It's been like again, like the offensive line's been fairly decent. I mean, they got they drafted Paris Johnson, who's yeah. a right tackle. I think he's been solid. Fucking who's their left tackle? He's been there for a while. Humphreys, but he's yes, DJ Humphreys. He's always been good. So the offensive line's solid. The offense again. Josh Dobbs was fine coming off in relief, kind of thing. Kyler is the much better quarterback. I yes. like you were saying. I'm expecting a much better second half of the season for the Cardinals. I don't know who they play this weekend, but I'm betting the Cardinals. They play the Falcons and they play them be. at home. And I that's, had a yeah. consideration to potentially do an outrageous thing and take, take them in my survivor pool. However, I don't know if I want to be doing that at this point. But they were they were in consideration for one of my picks. I, yeah. We'll talk about Atlanta later, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone thought that the Cardinals were going to be one of the worst teams in the league based off the roster and Kyler. We didn't know when he would be coming back, if he would be coming back. But like kind of what you've been saying, the roster has been playing hard for Gannon. They haven't really been in any games. Obviously, they beat the Cowboys somehow. That's a whole other story there. But I'm expecting, like, I think that they'll get around four or five wins is that asking too much for the rest of the season here we'll see the what one and eight one and eight yeah yeah so now you're or basically one and one and seven go, yeah you're calling them to go about 500 down the rest of the season that's kind of uh a little bit of a high asking point so i think it is but i'm also like mm-hmm. kyler like i'm i'm still a kyler believer i think that cliff kingsbury was truly a moron and had like fucking Chew wants to call Mike McDaniel the new Cliff Kingsbury all he wants but Cliff is literally terrible head coach Kyler never got a shot I think he's immature but this is a fresh start for him if he doesn't and again if he doesn't look good here then that's it that's I mean he has his contract but they'll try to move him to someone but just like on a Cardinal level, they could be pretty similar to a Houston who doesn't have the most talented roster, has a new head mm-hmm. coach. Everyone's playing really hard for the coach and the vibes just seem to be good. And they're a, they're a 500 team. So yeah, maybe mm-hmm. not, not outrageous to call them for five wins. See what happens. No. Yeah. No. Uh, let's keep going. My number 30 team here, the Carolina Panthers, uh, 
fact or fiction, Bryce Young will get a second contract with the Panthers. Uh, I know it's really early, but... I don't think I can answer that question at this point. I think he's shown pretty good flashes overall. Uh, yeah. They have to do a major overhaul um, with uh, with that offensive line and, and the weapons on the outside. There's really mm-hmm. just nothing going on. There's a lot of plays where the pocket just collapses and he has nowhere to go. Um, yeah. And it, regardless of his size, like anyone is getting crunched in that situation. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a really bad situation right now. Um, uh, good thing that they have uh, a first round pick this year to <laughs> fix it up. No, they, uh, yeah. they they really didn't manage their assets well. So I think he got dealt a pretty poor hand. Uh, we'll see what they can do to recover it. But uh, yeah, he's definitely um, behind the eight ball as uh, as he stands right now. I'm mm-hmm. if I have to answer the question. I'm going to say that he doesn't get a second contract with the Panthers. However, I'll probably get proven wrong. I would say there's a higher chance than not that he does, but I'll take my chances saying that he's not. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on the Bryce Young will be a good, great quarterback in this league. I have seen enough flashes to be like, this guy has it. I don't know what it really is, but he has it. Uh, But yeah, it's the offense. The offensive line took several steps back. Iki Iquanu is... Does not look good. No, he just looks flat out bad. And their only weapon is Adam Thielen, which just, that just can't can't happen. I think Nato's going to be a good receiver. He's just got to find his stride a little bit with some other... Same like any other rookie receiver that just yeah. sometimes takes some time to develop, but uh Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about your boy soon enough there. But that's the thing, like if Mingo, like oh, like Mingo's getting all the reps he could possibly want, and it's still the Adam Thielen show, which Let's is think what about, it is. He's having a great year, but I, I'm not gonna comp him at all to AJ Brown. But I just want to think back to AJ Brown in his rookie season because again, this is one of those old miss receivers. AJ Brown wasn't a prodigy in his first year. I think he broke out a little later down the line. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong. But I think AJ uh, Brown was just kind of there. In AJ Brown's rookie season, he had 50 catches. 52 catches for 1,051 yards, eight touchdowns. Okay, well. <laughs> Stay hot, Spills. 0-1 uh, oh, oh, today, but uh, anyways, I don't know. I think Mingo's very talented, and I think he'll end up being fine. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, just looking on overall outlook, they don't have their wow, first just round pick. I absolutely this... cooked myself there. That was not good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Panthers don't have their first round pick that belongs to the Bears. And as good as I think Bryce Young is and can be for the future, giving up what's looking like a top three overall pick and DJ Moore for Bryce Young is a little too rich. Like, DJ Moore having that be the kicker, having him not be there working with Bryce Young, not great, but DJ Moore revenge game here. Oh, that's going to be – I don't even want to talk about that oh, game. No. That's, your, that's uh, be... your blind preview is going to be interesting on that one. Oh, that's fucking 6-3 to three snooze fest. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Panthers, like as 
Frank Reich really get to be their coach of the future? Like, he seems to be a guy who's there more than anything. But, um, Frank Reich, yeah, I think that's enough Panther stock here. Vibes. Let's go on to another bad team. I think that's him. fair. I think at this point, it's just kind of like, he... yeah, no, it does this from time to time. I th- yeah, but now you're, I now just you're power back. through it and it works out pretty well. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, let's yeah. go. I was just going to say, yeah, no, uh, Frank Reich's giving me Ron Rivera vibes. Just like, uh, again, he's just kind of there doing his thing. I don't think he's providing any value and he'll be a stopgap coach. I can easily see them moving on from him at the end of the year and then just getting Bryce's guy. Maybe they change the system up to find something that kind of suits his physique and talents a little more, but whatever mm-hmm. they're running right now is just not, not the play. Yeah. Um, moving on number 29, we have the Chicago bears factor fiction. Matt Eberflus is done after this season as their head coach. It depends what happens with Fields, I think. I think if Fields can come back from injury and get back to, again, the like he wasn't rounding into better form, then he had that like kind of stinker of a half against Minnesota, and then he broke his thumb. So if Fields could come back, show some life, uh, maybe, the, maybe the addition of Montez Sweat gets them uh, looking a little more lively on defense, what what's the realistic expectation at this point? They have two. They're what two and seven. Two and seven, yeah. I think they'll have to claw to uh, a seven seven win team down the stretch to even consider wanting to keep him. I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't know if I can find five wins, but I think anything other than that, um, that that'll be it for him. But he it will take a lot of uh, turnaround and just the team needs to look like they're playing harder. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm kind of on the same page as you. Is they'll they're gonna have to have a turnaround at some point, like with him. And I think it does start with that Montez Sweat trade because if this defense starts to kind of shape into form, they're obviously not going to be like one of the better defenses in the league. But if they're just they just become league average now that they have like a solid player on every level of the defense. Uh, that could be big for him. He is a defensive guy. Obviously, the offense is a complete other issue right now. It's just, I mean, they've been running the ball well with Tyson Bajan as their quarterback. So, like, I'm expecting Fields. He's playing this week, right? Like, he's going to play Thursday Night Football? He's been limited the last two days. They haven't confirmed it yet. Um, Fuck, he better play. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to see Bajan on no, Thursday he's, again. No, that's, but... yeah. Because, like, if, if, if Fields comes back and he looks good solid again but i i won't even say good but if he plays well enough to win them a few games whatever and then this panthers pick ends up being first overall like i think fields is done in chicago no matter what i don't like unless he fucking goes on a tear and plays mvp level football for the second half of the season but that I, be, I don't think that, this could be the thing that the bears need to get back into contention is get a first overall pick, Fields starts playing like the guy, and then you have this King's Ransom pick that you can recycle again for even more assets, and then you're just going to have a powerhouse of a team on rookie deals. So, like, this is like a 
I don't know, like a Madden dream dream team situation. For some would say, like, yeah, I would love to be the GM of this team right now, and I'm a Fields believer. Um, I do think he will figure it out. Um, maybe this hiatus and uh, whatnot, like, has helped him just to kind of sit back and. I think he just needed to take a step back and regroup, and then go from there. Like, yeah, I think they'll figure it out. So. So you're in the camp that, let's say, Fields plays like a top 12 quarterback for the rest of the season, and this Panthers pick ends up being first overall. You think trade the first overall pick instead of trading Fields? Yeah, or draft Marvin Harrison. Or trade back in the top three and draft Marvin Harrison. I Yeah, again, it's all it's hard to say right now because it's all based off whether or not Fields actually plays well. Yeah, um, you have to do that first. But let's say yeah. he plays well, then I'm looking to stay in the top three, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm taking Marvin Harrison. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, And then I'm getting some That'd sort of extra compensation for someone to move up and draft their QB of the future. You'll probably yeah. still find a way to net a first-round pick, potentially, just by oh, yeah. moving back two spots for one of those picks in this year's draft. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, yeah, I think the Bears are in a very nice spot for the future going forward. And I think that's kind of all we can say because the season's just kind of, hopefully they get it a little back on track. Not a lot of hope. Let's keep going though. Uh, number 28. Ah, oh, this can't be right. I thought they were supposed to be a Super Bowl contender this year. The New England Patriots are a bottom five team in football currently. Uh, I factor think fiction. <laughs> I, I on it. Ah, no, no, they beat the rest of those teams. Maybe not the Cardinals with Kyler back, but that, that pa- Patriots offense or not offense, sorry, their offense sucks. Patriots defense is still frisky enough to get things done, but factor fiction. Mac Jones is a starting NFL quarterback. <laughs> it's a tough one, I know. I think he's really right on the bubble. I don't think he's as bad as he looks right now in New England. I think there's more to work with. I just think it's such an atrocious situation that he's really just up against it. Again, a lot of QBs are, and some QBs are playing better than they should be, and some are playing worse than they should be. But mm-hmm. uh, if I have to pick... Uh, he just makes a couple, couple dumb, pl- too many dumb plays for my liking. So I'm gonna say no. He's not a starting, a worthy starting quarterback. I, I'm taking like a guy like Baker over Mac, and I, that's like, I, like where I'm putting him in that bucket. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think, I mean, the way Baker's been playing, we'll talk about them soon enough. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm on the camp that Mac Jones is a game manager type quarterback. I think that he is starter level in this league, but I mean, when your number one receiver is Devonte Parker or pop Douglas or Jalen Rager got a start like last week, that just can't happen. That just flat out can't happen in mm-hmm. today's NFL. Uh, so I know Mac Jones has been dealt a shit hand. He hasn't played great. He's played better in spots sometimes, but I was told Bill Pat's, O'Brien was going to revive the offense. Though I was told that 
that was the only move that mattered and was going to elevate, yep, quite literally everything, regardless of how shit the roster was. Uh, turns out you need to have good players to play good. Who would have known? Uh, yeah, Pat's on defense, though, anyways. They dealt with some injuries. Matt Judon out for, I'm going to say out for the rest of the year. Chu still thinks he's coming back for a playoff push. There's no playoff push to be happening. Judon's out for the year. Gonzo's out for the year. And even with those guys out, this defense is still playing pretty damn well, all things considered, seeing how bad the offense has been over the last, I mean, the whole season, basically. But I'm not giving, like, the Patriots just aren't good this year at all. They have, like, a slightly above average defense and one of the worst offenses in football. And that's not how the Patriots have been winning games with. And the run game has also just been awful this year for the first time in, I can't remember when. But, yeah, Yeah. Pat's just not good. Not good whatsoever. I don't think... uh... Yeah, here you want a a buy or sell. Uh, this is Bill's last season in New England. Mm. I no sell. I think that I think that he's going to try to get that record, that Don Shula wins record. Because I think that so the way we could talk about the Patriots suck this year. We all know this, except Chew, but. Uh, the they have I think the most cap space available to them next year. On top, they're gonna have a top seven draft pick, let's say. Uh getting those guys back on defense. If they make the right moves, I think that the Patriots could be contending for the division this time next year. I understand that, however, they've had cap space in the last few years and they've given <laughs> that's that's the issue. They decided to pay Juju Smith-Schuster, who has one. Uh, they let yeah. Jacoby Myers go. They now have inherited J.C. Jackson's deal. That guy stinks. Um, they, I don't know. They just toss some money around. I mean, Kendrick Bourne was actually playing not bad. That's uh, one of their mm-hmm. more uh, decent signings. But I just don't like their player, their free agent evaluation. It hasn't been good. They have another good track record. And I just don't think uh, – I'm buying the media smoke that uh, I don't know if Bill's going to last the season. Kraft doesn't seem happy right now. I know that'd be kind of a harsh thing to do considering his history, but yeah, because because I don't think with Brady and he'll he'll yeah. let him go. Yeah, because I don't think that they'll ever fire. Uh, th- th- that they'll ever fire Bill, but there will be a mutually parting of ways at some point. All I know is that Bill, the GM should have been fired eons ago. Cause he has just really never done a good job. And it's done a terrible job since Brady has left retooling this roster and retooling the offense. Uh, I guess let's keep moving on my number 27th ranked team. We have the LA Rams. Uh, they could be a little bit higher. The only reason I have them so low is because Matt Stafford was hurt and Brett Rippon is awful. Uh, and yeah, this is where backup quarterback Carson Wentz is now an LA Ram. Uh, I don't really have a factor fiction on this team. I just think that like, like, is this Aaron Donald's last season? How about that? No, I don't think he'll retire. 
I think they'll I don't, I get- look to trade him, and I think he might request a trade. But I don't think he's just going to flat out retire like he mold with over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to want to go out like that. I, he'll probably try and get one last kick at the can, and uh, and then maybe within the next couple of years. But he's still got it. He's still good. yeah, yeah, still very good. Yeah. Uh but the Rams have a lot to figure out. Obviously, Matt Stafford has looked pretty good this year, and then injuries happen like it usually does with Stafford, and the offense just kind of falls apart. Looks like they have a really good tandem of wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, but that's kind of all there is to talk about. It's Puka, it's Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Byron Young is, I think, their like young defensive end that they drafted, who he's mm-hmm. flashed but hasn't really been. Because again, not a lot of guys on the Rams who I'm like clamoring for that. Yeah, that's a good guy. They got this guy. Like the Rams are just kind of in purgatory mode right now. Um, and this is kind of kind what of, we both yeah. mutually agreed on in uh, at the start of the year in our preview. We kind of said, you know what? They'll probably hang around and look decently competitive in the first six to eight weeks. And then the injuries are going to pile up and it's going to be an avalanche and it's going to be a snowball effect and it's going to be out of control. Uh, I'm looking against the Rams for the entire back half of the year here, kind of opposite of the Cardinals where I'm I'm buying their stock. I think the Rams are going to finish last in the division. I don't know if they'll win uh, more than another game. If they have three wins right now, I think they'll probably stick around there. Uh, maybe they'll get the four, but I think the Cardinals can jump them for that uh, base basement team there. Uh, and yeah, a couple guys are starting going to get banged up. They're going to get stored on IR. They have to do a talent evaluation, figure out who they want to keep, figure out who they don't, and then just start from scratch. Yeah. Would not, I mean... There is no way that Les Snead would be, if, if they're in the position to trade multiple first-round picks away for one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. Like, that would just be as soon as you get your first-round picks back, trade multiple away to get your quarterback. Again, I don't think it would be a bad move, but I think I the Rams think have a lot to, of... I don't think they need to trade up for a quarterback, though. I think they should look no. at... Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Stafford. I think he should just retire. I don't know if he wants to keep playing. He just hurt all the time. Uh, I think he's done enough. He finally got his Super Bowl. He left Detroit. He got his ring. I think he should just hang hang it up. But uh... I just I don't think why like there's no reason for him to keep playing. He's still like a solid quarterback until he stay probably top fifteen off the top of my head without. Yeah. Checking, like, but like, why uh, do you gotta hang out to look like Matt Ryan did in his last year and then go outside? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's, he should do that to himself. No, and especially with the amount of injuries that have just been piling up and piling up and piling up, it's let's go, go retire, go enjoy your family, go enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't have to be injured constantly while playing football. Uh, let's keep going. Number 26 now, we got the Green Bay Packers. Uh, fact or fiction, Jordan Love stinks. Fact. <laughs> that was a quick one. There's uh, nothing, there is nothing going on there. Um, I understand that they have one of the worst drop rates in years, and this is everyone. It's not just Watson. Yeah. It is everyone dropping passes left, right, and center. 
No one can hang on to the ball, and it still doesn't matter because adjusted completion percentage is still the lowest. He's still yep. inaccurate. He still can't find anyone. And when he does, they drop the ball. They are yep. miserable. They're about as miserable as the Patriots are on offense. So that's, I think that's fair. I think yeah. they're very similar teams at the end of the day. The Packers and Patriots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, got a couple names things... here and there. And yeah, the, dog, there, there's things, things, yeah, things to like about the defenses on both sides. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the offenses are just putrid. Um, yeah, they're one of the youngest offenses in the league, but we were kind of talking about at the start of the year being like one of these wide receivers has to separate. Christian Watson needs to be like a true number one. I don't even know if he's really a number two at this point. No. Talk about a guy who keeps getting injured. That's him. Like no one's no one's doing anything really for them. Uh, Wasn't like their best player on college too? What Watson? Did, did he like drop because he was an injury prone kind of guy, or am I just making that up? I think I think he did have injuries in college, and I think he was injured because he was injured at the start of his rookie year too. Before he yeah, came in. also with and then he got injured and again, and, and then just, yeah, yeah. Something so happens. yeah, uh, like Aaron Jones is their best player on offense, and I like Aaron Jones, but having Aaron Jones be your best player on offense is not great especially because they don't use him. Last week, they finally ran the ball with him. And, hey, look at that. It worked out well. Fucking whatever. That's a whole Matt LaFleur issue. Oh, let's talk about Matt LaFleur. Is he going to be gone, potentially? I know that he's been on the hot seat. I don't think he should be gone because he will I get snatched he, up immediately I to be someone's new be gone, And I would not be on my toes to snatch him up if I was anyone. As a head coach, I'm good. I think that Aaron Rodgers helped carry him for a very long period of time, and he would be better suited in a coordinator position back where he was in the past. I don't think he's got it to be a head coach, and I think he's holding the Packers back. Not that they have the best talent either, but I think his his time is done, and uh, they should look to part ways at the end of the year. See, okay, I, I agree with that. But yeah, so I think he won't get like snapped up another head coaching gig, but I think that someone, let's just say the Bills, definitely need a new offensive coordinator. Get fucking, get Matt LaFleur in there. It might be better. Uh, is it Matt? Mike LaFleur? I know there's two. It's Matt. Mike, La- no. Mike, LaFleur, was, uh, Mike LaFleur was with the Jets. Jets, and now and he's now on the Rams. So now it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that I don't know. I I just think it would be good that it would be a good idea to just kind of clean house for the Packers, move on, get new guys in here that don't have any tie into this roster, really evaluate, get an overhaul going because it's just there's not a lot to like on. Really, I mean, the offense there's nothing to like on the defense. We got those players. They just signed Rashawn Gary to an extension. Uh, I haven't again. I haven't watched any Packers games, but like, is uh, Jair Alexander? Is he still like good? Is he still like a top corner in the game? Just, is he just falling off? Just too much of a headache to deal with. He's such a hothead. Uh, he's inconsistent, and he gets cooked by guys and blames other people, and he's not accountable for anything. Uh, yeah, I would. I don't. He's not a, not a culture guy. Not for my not for my locker room. I would get him out of town and. Let someone else deal with him. 
Uh, just yeah. too much of a diva. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think Packers will be at stage one of a rebuild come this off season. Let's keep going though. Number 25, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Ha- have you been seeing all the stuff that's been coming about, coming out about Josh McDaniels and being like, Oh, you don't talk about the Patriots that way when fucking Antonio Pierce is trying to fire the boys up and you're like, yeah, when I was on the Giants and we were playing the Patriots, you know, we had the underdog mentality. We just wanted it more, blah, blah, blah. What is it with Bill Belichick coaches that just make them fucking brain dead morons that think that they're the upper echelon of the sport? It's unbelievable. I don't get where they get this sense of pride. Actually, I take it back. We are friends with a guy who thinks that the Patriots can do no wrong and have never done any wrong whatsoever, even though they're one of the worst teams in the league. So I get where that sense of pride comes from, but they're done with Josh McDaniels. The Raiders, they just kind of stink though. That's, that's it. This was (laughs) so funny to watch these clowns in the locker room. I shouldn't call them clowns. They're, but uh, look, they, 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 they dealt with McDaniels for a long time. Yeah. They were happy to get rid of him. They celebrated a win against one of the worst teams in the NFL. They were having their cigars. Smoking cigars, beating smoking the cigars, Giants. Unbelievable. Giving, giving, giving <laughs> about, about a bunch of game balls. Everything's good. They are going to get waxed by the Jets this Sunday night. Um, and they'll just be back in reality. You're telling me Aiden O'Connell is going to go out there and dice up the Jets' defense? No chance, um, unless Josh Jacobs has a legacy performance. And um, I mean, the Raiders' defense. Let's let's not get too excited here. Yeah, they have some pieces. They're playing well. Uh, it's Max, Max Crosby, and that's Max it. Crosby. That's, yeah, and again, like Marcus Peters has had some flashes. They have uh, a couple guys that fit into that Bradley defense pretty well. I still haven't really. I mean, I watch as much as I can, but uh, Tyree Wilson has been. I haven't heard a word about Tyree Wilson. He's, he's there. there. He's playing. playing. But yeah. <laughs> um, it's Max Crosby. And I think um, so I was kind of hyping him up uh, before the year, putting him in my top five edge rushers. Um, looking at all the other guys in the league right now, it's kind of hard to move him up further in the top five. But I think he is playing better football than any edge rusher outside of Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. I I, I would add com- three. Sorry, I, that's it. But like I I I completely agree. I think that the way that he has been playing and he is just such a game wrecker and the fact that he is as Miles Garrett TJ Watt, they're a part of very good defensive units. Mac Crosby is the entire Raiders defense. He's the only one that generates any pressure and he gets like a pressure on almost every single play. He's, he's unbelievable. He is. Yeah. He's firmly in that top tier edge guy category now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's like, it's literally, it's the Max Crosby show. Uh, I think Devontae Adams, he wants out. Obviously trade deadline has passed. Do you think that he gets moved this offseason? I think Mark Davis is just too much of a prick and he's going to hold him hostage. I don't know if he'll be able to get out of town. Yeah. Um, especially if they can – I don't know where they'll finish 
maybe they beat up on some bad teams. Maybe they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not no, that good. They're... I know they're five, no. and four and five now. The tables have turned. No, yeah, they're they're, no. they're still probably going to finish. Uh, they'd be wise to just be ass and finish lower at the bottom and not have to reach for anyone. But I can see them winning seven games and putting themselves in no man's land. That'd be kind of funny. Um, but I don't know what their schedule looks like, but they'll find ways to win games. Uh, I don't know. They're, yeah. they're just, again, they're just there. 25 yeah. is kind of a, a good spot. Um, they're a bottom 10 NFL team. That's what they yeah. are, regardless of who the coach is. They just got to look at the players on the roster. You're not going anywhere with Ian O'Connell, and it's not happening this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, last note, I guess, for the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. Jimmy G is benched. And the last thing I read about the Josh McDaniels and uh, Dave Ziegler was their old GM who they just fired with McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently they were super far apart on wanting Jimmy G and signing him to that. What he got like a three year, 70 something million dollar deal. And Mm -hmm. Ziegler was like, no, this is stupid. Why the fuck would we do this? And McDaniels going to bat for his guy. And Jimmy G just sucks. He's not, he's not good. Jimmy G is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I I don't hard to disagree with that right now. Uh let's keep going. Uh we got another AFC West team here. 24 Denver Broncos. Uh they're they're not good. Like the and there's like there's nothing really to talk about with them either. Like Russ is having a much better season. I but think it's still not be great. Sneaky nice on the back half of the year. I think they're rounding in the form. I know the Packers I don't disagree. Are super bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mahomes had an off game. They always play the Chiefs tough. But the defense is not like that as bad it, as it was at the start of the year. It's playing much, much better now. Mm-hmm. Ever since the Dolphins fucking hung 70 on them. They've like, wow, we actually have to start playing well again. Who do the Broncos have? Oh. They're not a well, the Broncos have a like no. Well, that's the thing. So they got the Bills Monday night football. Bills minus seven and a half right now. But the way that the Bills have been playing, this could be a Broncos. I'm not saying that they're going to upset them, but might be nice within the spread. Uh, I don't know. Like the, the Broncos are just like, they're also in no man's land. I don't think they, they know that Russ isn't their QB of the future, mm-hmm. but they've paid him like he is. So he's stuck there. I don't know. I mean, uh, I forget their. I forget their uh they're gonna finish GM's the name. Yeah, that's, that's probably not what I scoped over the last bit of their yeah. schedule. They'll probably find a way to win five yeah. games. Um, I think the Broncos GM is done after this year. I think mm-hmm. that the dictatorship of Sean Payton is just gonna take over and he will have full control mm-hmm. of the team and roster and whatever GM they put in there will just kind of be a figurehead, but the fact that that man gave Russ, what was it like a four-year extension on his deal, tons of money, and he never he didn't even play a snap for the Broncos yet. Just all-time blunder. 
And that's that's what's going to be holding back this Broncos team for a while now is just that Russ contract. They have nice pieces. I mean, they need I'm shocked they didn't move one of Judy or Sutton at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I guess the the prices weren't there, but I don't know. The Broncos are the Broncos. I think, yeah, what what you've been saying, they're gonna be better, they're gonna be a better second half team, uh second half of the season team this year, but not eight wins, that's a little too much, especially coming from three and five, but maybe they'll finish uh yeah, like seven six, seven wins. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, moving on now, 23, we got the Washington Commanders. Factor fiction, Sam Howell is the QB of the future for the Commanders. As long as Eric Bien is think, there, yes. That's the thing. I, I think he is. I think Sam Howell has flashed a ton with, obviously, he's been sacked the most ever through like the first nine weeks of the season. Not totally his O-line's fault, but that's the thing. A lot of it's on him. A lot of it's on the O-line. Both are to blame. Mm -hmm. He needs to fix that, but he's been playing good football. And when you look at some of these other QBs from the 2022 class, he is way above them. And that's not saying a lot because it's not hard to be, way better than Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. But yeah. Sam Howell's been nice. Like, I would take Sam Howell over Mac Jones easily right now. Yeah. Which, again, not saying a ton, but I have faith in Sam Howell. He's definitely going to be their QB next year. QB of the future might be a stretch, but he'll be their QB going into next season. He'll be their mm-hmm. 100% starter. Uh, Ron Rivera is just kind of there. I don't think he does anything other than just come into the building and watch film. Like, uh, and he, I, I was go. Gonna say, like, I, I don't see, especially if the offense keeps <sighs> performing and Howell keeps playing the way he is, there's just no way that BNM is not the coach next year. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the thing. I think that they're just giving Ron Rivera the rest of the season. And then once that season's done, Ron Rivera is going to retire. And then Eric B is just head coach and waiting there for them. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bring in a completely new staff and hopefully change things around. Uh, that defense that was kind of their focal point now without Montez sweat and chase young, both traded. Uh, I'm interested to see how they look. So that unit looks going forward. Uh, drafting Emmanuel Forbes, who I know you liked pre-draft, but he's been awful, I, awful. And the fact fail. that he was, yeah, he just. And the fact that he was picked ahead of Christian Gonzalez kills me every single fucking time. But yeah, the Commanders are just kind of in no man's land right now. They're solid. They're somehow in this NFC wild card playoff race. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't think there's much really to talk about the Commanders. They're solid, but I don't think they have any superstar players on the roster right now. I like their. I still like their offensive weapons overall. Um, Dotson kind of had a shaky start, but he's rounding into form now. McLaurin is still there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, people. Some people are high, really high on McLaurin. I really just think he's a two, uh, personally. Um, Torres Samuel, like, like, have a couple guys, but 
Yeah, the the their outlook for the rest of the year is just continue playing hard. If you stumble into that seventh wild card spot, congratulations, you're gonna get absolutely waxed by whoever the two seed is, and then that's it. Unless it's the Eagles, because they have their number. Uh, that would be somehow, something. yeah. If the Eagles <laughs> fell to the two seed and had to play the Commanders, uh, that would be potentially interesting. However, be very funny. Uh, I don't think it will be. I think the Eagles just have too easy of a schedule, but yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, it, yeah. I think they need the Vikings to fall off if that were going to happen, or some other teams to fall off. But they're right in the mix, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, moving on, number 22, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts have dealt with a lot of shit so far this season. Obviously, Anthony Richardson was injured three separate times, now out for the rest of the year. Jonathan Taylor missed the first four games of the season. Uh, I am a big fan of where this Colts team is trending and where they will be that like next season. I think the Colts are going to be, I won't say a very good team, but they will be pushing for a playoff spot easily next year, in my opinion. I just look at the run game, regardless of Jonathan Taylor right now. I think the fact that they made Jonathan Taylor sit for four weeks, Zach Moss was going off, and then they still paid Jonathan Taylor. was one of the stupidest moves you could have made it as, as a GM, where... The whole time they were saying, oh, Jonathan Taylor is easily replaceable. And that got shown on the field with Zach Moss still being the better back. Even when Taylor has been back this year, Zach Moss has been consistently the better back. Michael Pittman is a nice receiver. Josh Downs has been a pleasant surprise as a rookie. Their offensive line is nice. I think that their defense is still a very solid unit, and they had a very good draft there too. I like this Colts team. Right now, nothing really matters. They're just kind of, they'll have a top 10 pick probably is what it is, but they're building. I think this is going to be a scary Colts team coming up and just scary division overall, the way that things are looking for the AFC South right now. Yeah, so uh, AFC South is definitely trending in the right direction. I think they're getting some exciting uh, young offensive players in there for sure. Um, I'm a fan of Steichen. I was a fan of him when he was with the Chargers. I wanted him actually to be the coach when the Eagles scooped him up to be the OC because uh, it was just an electric offense when Herbert came in in his rookie year. Everything was working out well. But um, no, I think he's gotten a lot of good production out of a not so phenomenal set of roster pieces again a lot of the guys are just fine they're there they still look mm-hmm. like a decent team every week and again they're playing hard for this coach um so uh, another team that i'll probably want to look to follow uh in the back half of the year because they'll again be n- not favored in a lot of games um but i think they'll just continue blinking hard and Minshew's not just gonna back down and he, he he finds a way to make it work and stay relatively mm-hmm. in the game. Um, do I think they're going to be a, cl- a playoff contending team next year? Sure. I think there's, it's the AFC just going to be in this rotation for the next like five to 10 years where there will be 12 teams in the picture 
at week 15. And that's just going to, yep. it's going to be yep. like that every year. You look at those, the yep. standings right now. Uh, I don't care what happens over the next three weeks. Yeah, it'll mean a lot for the standings. So we'll, it, we're not going to know anything until week 17 this year. Um, I mean, that mm-hmm. sounds stupid to say because, yeah, we were not going to figure it out to the end of the year. But, like, it could be anyone. And it could be, like, one of those situations where we're in week 18 and we got, like, a side screen of what are all the scenarios. I, nine different teams can clinch a playoff spot today. Yeah. I Yeah, the AFC playoff race is going to be unbelievable. Like... Just right now, the wild card spots are, are what? It's the entire NFC North. I don't even think the Bills are in a. No, they're out. Right, it is. Yeah. It's the entire. So the Bills aren't even in a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. So Browns, Steelers, Bengals, the Bills, the Chargers might be there. They got to turn things on a little bit, but the Jets might still figure it out. Like, there's still a bunch of teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, it's yeah, Colts, tough. Colts yeah, it's trending. Yeah, Colts, Colts trending way up. Let's keep going though. Uh, Twenty-one. We have the Atlanta Falcons. Factor fiction. Arthur Smith is a terrorist. I want to be on the record saying what you just said, but uh, I'm <laughs> going to uh, agree with with what you just said. But I'm not going to say it. <sighs> He is the worst. I'm un- trading Bijan Robinson to. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. The guy's in prison. I'm. I'm. I'm this close to moving him too. It's just. I mean, we we we. Oh my god. We've all seen the stats right now. I mean, uh, he has two carries within ten yards to the goal line. He is one carry five yards in. I don't know why it's like. They keep giving touches to Tyler Algier. He's their goal line back, and every every single metric points to Bijan's the better back. It doesn't make any sense why you would spend that draft capital on a running back and just choose not to use him. Because to me, if Bijan's been used the way that he should have been used instead of Tyler Algier, the Falcons would be running away with this NFC South division, which isn't saying a lot. But they should be the best team in this division, and they're just choosing not to be because Tyler Algier is out touching Bijan Robinson so far halfway through the season. Fact of fiction: mm-hmm. by the end of the year, the Falcons don't make the playoffs and kind of stick around a five-six win team, keeping them inside the top twelve picks, and they fire Arthur Smith and draft Shadur Sanders and make. Coach Prime, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Fiction. Dion isn't leaving college. He doesn't want to deal with the NFL. I feel like the NFL is such a headache for him where he can just do whatever the fuck he wants in Colorado right now. In theory, that would be electric, though. Maybe. That oh, it would be it would be incredible. I would love it, but yeah. yeah. Like I'm like I I really like Arthur Smith as a coach. I think that he is a good coach. No. I think that if they get him what is he doing to be a good it's, coach? I think that I don't know. I okay. Actually, that's a fair point. Boy, what has he done? It's, it's he, really. What it's, has he done? He doesn't do anything. He just finds ways to lose he, games. 
Last year, last year was a great coaching performance by him with the lack of shit on the roster. Okay. But now they it's have so much talent on the team this year, and they are now. Yeah. What? No, it's yeah. I don't. It's you not even. You can't lose that game to the Vikings. You can't allow Josh no, that... to not know a single person's name on the team and come in and dice you for four touchdowns, especially on the road um, when you've been defensively mm-hmm. sound the entire season. And yeah. then run a jet sweep with Jonu Smith at the one-yard line and get stuffed for three yards. Like, he's, yeah. just out, he's just trying to be too cute. I've had enough. Get get this guy out of here. No. Yeah, no. I Falcons yeah. trending down for me. They're done. Oh, they're they're definitely trending down. They were like, I mean, I picked them to win the division this year because I was like, oh, that defense is looking good. But yeah, Arthur Smith just keeps getting in his own way, essentially, and I don't think it's going to change. They need they need anyone at quarterback other than Heineke and Ritter. Heineke's looked, I mean, he's probably looked as good as Ritter, but things need to change. Things like it should things should work better for the Falcons, and they just don't. Uh, that's enough Falcons talk, though. We're going on the NFC South gauntlet here of teams because I have them basically all ranked the same other than the Panthers. Uh, so at 20, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield having a resurgence uh, season right now. I don't know why he isn't in the running for comeback player of the year. Like, beside the point, though... Uh, this Bucks team, it's basically the same roster they had from that Super Bowl with Tom Brady, except now Baker's the QB and Todd Bowles is the coach. And those are just two major downgrades. So this is this is where the Bucks are. So they'll I like the roster, but Todd Bowles and the coaching staff need to be gone. And Baker is just there for now, probably. If I'm the Buccaneers, you're not going. You're going to be too mediocre to be drafting in the top ten, anyways. I'm giving yeah. Baker an extension. Oh yeah, I I think he's earned an extension. I think he's played well enough. I know Mike Evans is going to probably be out because he's going to want to. Maybe they'll honor that and move on from him. Um. And again, there's not that much talent on the offense. Like Godwin for me is kind of washed. Outside of him, there's just a bunch of guys like Rashad White, yeah. whatever. He's not a great running back. The row line's kind of washed up. And there's Tristan Worse and a bunch to, of names. Yeah. They're still like playing adequate football. So uh, I think big ups Baker and. Um, He's far and away the best quarterback in that division right now, and it's not even close. I think if Baker was on the Falcons, they would probably be a six-win team. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Baker has been fantastic this year. It's been nice to see him actually comfortable in a system, not moving around, playing. He's healthy. It's been nice to see Baker play like Baker again. Uh, this coaching staff is going to be gone by the end of this year, right? This is also just another situation where clean house get, let's just hit total reset. Cause 
Todd Bowles is not an NFL head coach. No, he's, he's a defensive coordinator at best. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they need they need a retooling of the team. I know Devin White still wants to get paid as the highest paid linebacker. That's fucking ridiculous. Um yeah, and talking about I mean, we can literally just say everything we said about the Buccaneers and translate it over to the Saints where they need a total reset, fire the coaching staff. Uh we can't talk about Derek Carr like he's Baker Mayfield because Derek Carr is just bad. Um, but this is, yeah, this is a Saints team that just ever since Drew Brees retired, whenever that was, 2019? Yeah, maybe? 2018? Either way, it's been a while, and this is the exact same roster. They keep restructuring contracts to keep these guys here. And for what? To have a close to 500 record and not make the playoffs? Like everyone needs to be gone top to bottom from the Saints. Maybe not, maybe not the GM because I think he's actually done a fairly solid job. But Dennis Allen needs to go. He's not a good coach whatsoever. And the I'm fact that last, guy, no. no, I don't think anyone's a Dennis Allen guy. And the fact that who did they play last week? They played the Bears, right? Yeah, they forced five turnovers on the Bears, and the Bears were still somehow in that game towards the end. Makes no sense whatsoever. And it's an offense that has talent around it. Olave, Camara, Taysom Hill has been one of the best fucking fantasy tight ends in the last five weeks. That's a whole other story, but they got players. It's just get, get rid of, find a young quarterback, find a bridge quarterback, find anyone that's not Derek Carr, get a new coach, move on move on from some of these restructured contracts. I don't even know if they can trade some of those guys with the way that the money works there, but the saints, it's just, it's the same story every single year. It's just not good. Not great. Anyways. I don't have much to add. They're just there. That's yeah, that's, and one of these teams will win the division. Um, I don't understand why Derek Carr is starting at this point. I don't understand why they signed him to begin with. And I don't understand why they even thought to look at their paycheck book and say, you're going to get $35 million this year. That is crazy. Um, He was evidently a bottom five quarterback coming into the year. And he has just shown that he is trash um as i knew for all these years um some people thought otherwise not gonna name names <laughs> this guy and his takes have just been something but um yep i don't understand how you don't like look at the offense right now and say why not just play Jameis? what can go wrong it's like not it's Derek Carr isn't uh, taking any risks. He takes risks, and they just he he turns the ball over too. It's not like he's perfect, and he's a, he's not a great game manager. Isn't what, what does Derek Carr provide to the Saints offense? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Jameis Winston can at least at least Jameis Winston. There's a ceiling. There's a very bad floor. Yeah, but there's also a ceiling that Derek Carr yes. doesn't have. No. So if you're going to try and do something no, this year, that. take a chance, try and do something this year, see if he can catch lightning in a bottle and, mm-hmm. and go from there. Yep. 
Uh, I think that's enough Saints talk. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's keep going. Number 18, we got the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, get a W with Josh Dobbs coming in in relief from Jaron Hall, and that's when Josh Dobbs is at his best when he's coming off the bench. Uh, this Vikings team, they're what? That's five straight wins for them now after starting one and four straight wins? Four straight wins. Uh, this, I think that this, yeah, whatever, either way, this Vikings team, if Kirk Cousins stayed healthy, if Justin Jefferson came back, this defense has been playing much better recently. This would have been an easy playoff team, in my opinion, in the NFC, and they would have made some noise. I think that the Vikings were trending in the right way and then the Kirk Cousins injury happens and now they're just kind of treading water for the rest of the season because there's a chance that Josh Dobbs can get them to the playoffs but it won't matter at the end of the day because they're going to get shellacked by whoever that two seed is more than likely uh yeah Viking they can keep it going together but Brian Flores is really like Slap that defense into shape, and uh, it looks a lot, a lot, a lot better than last year. Um, you're producing, yep, a top again. They, there's so many good edge guys in the league at this point. We we even mentioned Daniel Hunter having ten sacks, already. leading the league in sacks. Yeah, like that is that's something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what it is. These rookie receivers just go to Minnesota and figure it out right away. Uh no, I'm not salty that the Chargers passed on Jordan Addison. Um well, and it doesn't matter. It's it's we'll talk about that later. But I think <laughs> he's done very well obviously in his role and even with Jefferson going out, someone had to step up and he stepped up. Um mm-hmm. uh, well, I hope it keeps going with uh with Dobbs here and I think just a general fan of the NFL. Uh, I'm not saying me. I'm not a general fan of the NFL. I'm, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. I think people just want to see Josh Dobbs have success just based on his story. And uh, you, you see the guy and you want to root for him. So I hope uh, the yeah. Vikings can keep it going here. And I hope he can play some good and exciting football. And uh, maybe I would like to see them make the playoffs at that seven yeah. seed. Uh, I know there's a couple lingering teams i don't need to see all the teams that we just spoke about i think the vikings have the best upside um yeah so yeah um and i guess kirk is kind of done as a viking his contract is up no you think they're bringing him back oh yeah damn okay okay i i don't know how i would feel about that if i was a vikings fan they're in no man's land. They're going to be too good to get another quarterback. He's coming off an Achilles injury, <sighs> and he's getting to the end of his career. He won't get the contract that he wants. It's going to be a win-win for both sides where they're going to get him at a recent decent price tag on a one- or two-year deal, and then that's it. And he'll be there, and he'll be the bridge guy, and that's it. That's, I mean... Yeah, like since you've been talking, because I don't think that he wants to move anywhere else. No, I think he wants that he's to be there. Kind of, Jetta already yeah. said publicly that he wants Kirk back next year. Although sometimes yeah. it doesn't appear that way on the sidelines, but 
Uh, that's how all all, the, all these all these receivers have their their moments. Oh yeah, but, oh yeah. Um, but it, it, when your top guy is vouching for you, like who hasn't signed his extension yet, again, those are going to be tied. They're going to be tied together. I I believe. Like if he wants Kirk back, then I think they'll find a way to get Kirk back, and it's not going to be as expensive as they think, especially no. coming off an Achilles injury. There will be less leverage. Kirk won't get his monster payday. Uh, and then he'll just kind of be there. They'll be in no man's land. That's the move they're going to have to make. I think there's a 95% chance that Kirk is the week one starter next year. I honestly, yeah, I think that just the more you've been talking there, the more that I'm convinced that Kirk's only going to play in Minnesota. This also wouldn't shock me if he just like, oh, I'm done with football now. I don't want to move. Like, I don't want to go to Atlanta and be their quarterback or whatever. But, uh, yeah, let's let's keep rolling here. Uh, number 17, we got the Houston Texans. Uh, one of the better stories in football, C.J. Stroud has been absolutely electric as a rookie. Uh, and this is a team that's just kind of not a lot of star power on it. A lot of young players who... You hope next season and future seasons they keep taking those steps to become future stars in the league, and I guess we'll see. But the fact that the Texans have been in all the games and have, have been winning very impressive ways has been something I didn't expect this year. I thought the Texans would be pretty good. I didn't expect them to be this good. And when I say this good, I mean around 500, not like up future playoff team, whatever. But Stroud's been incredible. D'Amico Ryans has done an absolute bang-up job as the head coach. He's building the culture there. It's nice to have fun Texans football again. It's been a while. Um. So, yeah, for a defensive guy, I do think the Texans' defense has been kind of smelly, but that's kind of more on the talent on the roster. Um, I yep. think over time they'll build that defense and build his defense how they want it to look, and it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, big ups to Bobby Slowick, who's come in and just jump-started this offense. He is their OC, right? He came from San Fran. Yep. I'm not making this up? He... Okay. Nope. Yep, you're good. Yeah, so uh, I think he used to be the passing game coordinator uh, in with San Fran. Um, whatever he's cooking up is clearly working. Uh, CJ Stroud was evidently the top overall pick for me. I was shocked when uh, the Panthers actually did go and draft Bryce Young. Again, he's got the tape. He's got the size. He's got everything you want for your franchise quarterback. Um, and again, we're not here to debate one versus two here. The two totally different situations. Um, Houston actually have pieces to work with. They got, he asked for a tank Dell. He got a tank Dell who's been also a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins has taken a step. Nico Collins looks like a very good NFL receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll see if John Mechie can ever round into form. But again, these are not necessarily top name guys, but you can find yourself a top name unit without drafting top name guys. Um, and then, I mean, Bobby Trees is there, but he's just kind of a, a gap right now. Uh, Dalton He's Schultz. the vet vet presence. 
Dalton Schultz has been a phenomenal security blanket for that team. Uh, uh, he's on one-year deal. They'll have to find a way to keep him. I think that there's too much time mm-hmm. right there, and he'll maybe the market wasn't good last year, but he should get. There's no reason why you can't put Dalton Schultz in that Engram and Komet kind of category at that at that yeah. price tag. That's where he is. That's the contract he should get. Um, and they'll probably have some money to do so. Um, CJ Stroud has one interception, and it's not like he's not pushing the ball down the field. He is taking chances, and every everything is just working well in his favor. So, um, good for him. He's going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, they won't be good enough for any MVP consideration. What did I say? Offensive Player of the Year, or Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh Rookie of the Year. Sorry. It's like, uh, damn, okay. Yeah, see you later, Tyreek. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, we'll talk about that yeah, later, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I will run away offensive rookie of the year. And it's if they were any better of a team, he's got an MVP resume. I'm going to say it how it is. He just simply does. So He does. Um, he does. That's remarkable for a rookie. Um, best rookie season since uh, years truly number 10. So, uh yeah, good, good for him. If he can be a uh, half the QB Herbert is, then he's gonna have a very good career. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I have anything to add after that. That was great. Uh, so let's keep. Okay, so this is the official midway point of the podcast. Uh, Spills and I went for way, way too long. We realized, I mean, we were an hour in, and we only like hit like the top 10 teams or the bottom 10 teams, I should say. So yeah, this is going to be a two-part podcast. So if you've gotten this far, just go over to the next episode. It'll be there. Uh, yeah, talk to you soon, I guess. Mm-hmm.